0: I don't know if you heard, Jayoung, but there was a coronation across the pond recently. Of course I heard, Jacob. Charles III was crowned as the King of England.
1: It was a beautiful ceremony, I must say. A -a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Well, maybe twice in a lifetime. The lad is 74 years old, after all.
0: Well, I guess you're right about that, but I happen to have a different coronation in mind. Oh yeah, and, and what might that be? The one and only Erling Haaland, of course. He's, he's gone and shattered the single-season Prem goal-scoring record against West Ham two weekends ago. I mean, it seems to me like he's officially been crowned as the king of the Premier League.
1: Well, hold your horses. He still has a ways to go before crowning himself as the FPL king, though. And unless he puts up 45 points over his last
0: four games, which is over 11 points per game, he won't be usurping the Egyptian king. In the meantime, though, there's all sorts of fun to be had. Newcastle and Brighton have double game weeks. The five sides in the midst of the relegation dogfight present some interesting differentials. And, of course, we all eagerly prepare to load up on some one-week points in Game Week 38.
1: All that and more is coming
0: up on the FPL Fortress. All right, should we get into the Game Week 35 review? Let's do it. Yeah. And, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. Where Personally, do we want to start? I would love to start as uh, Man City 2-1 leads. Please. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think other than the the result, of course, um, the big story was Sam Allardyce his return to the Premier League. Oh yes. How do you think it went? I will be honest. I
1: did not get a chance to see the game, but from what I heard, in the first ten minutes, Allardyce actually set up quite a quite an effective block, and and there weren't that many pockets of space um, that uh, City were able to exploit, which is. You know, some Leeds Leeds have been been lacking in uh, in defensive stability, shall we say, this entire season. And well, Big Sam is, is is known for what Big Sam does.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't really say that I you know have too much to compare Leeds to, you know, in terms of their past form. what I will say is that City seems to struggle much more than usual in terms of creating chances. Hmm. And you know, compared to you know other sides of similar quality. And I mean, you know, I don't think you can put that all down to so big, Sam. I think a lot of it, you know, just the players themselves fighting for Premier league survival. Right. But I, I think certainly he's established some defensive solidity, you know, just giving the players the confidence that they're good enough to stay up. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if it's enough, but it's turning upwards, I'd say.
1: I mean, there are all, there will be all sorts of narratives that people like to spin around at the end, at the at the tail end of the season. Um you know some teams being on on the beach supposedly and and other teams you know fighting for their lives to stay up other teams with nothing to play for but um, would you say Leeds are still the team to target or is that not the case anymore
0: i mean i think any any good any good players who have a fixture against Leeds especially if it's at home that's still going to be something that i'm you know looking to target just because you know, they're it's still the same team fundamentally, right? But I, I don't think maybe to the same degree you'd want to go out of your way to target them. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. And on the city end of things, uh, what do you make of master uh, masterclass at the six?
0: Yeah. Well, it was a masterclass, and then he missed the penalty. Yeah. And uh, Pep got really mad, didn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, he got mad at Holland, really,
1: uh-huh. for giving it off. I saw this this video. Have you have you seen? I don't know if you've seen it. It's Callum Wilson and Mikel Antonio in an interview. I don't think. Oh, okay. It. Basically, they were talking about a bunch of stuff. <laughs> okay, I will go on a bit of a tangent very quickly. Um, they were talking about Richarlison, how he scored four goals this season, and he's taken off his shirt four times, and three of them uh, have been offside, and and the fourth yeah. one they, they lost the minute after. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 Callum Wilson was like, "Blood is blood is uh, one one yellow card away from a suspension." <laughs> just from taking off his shirt after scoring goals i don't mean anything which was quite funny but uh anyway uh, in that in that same uh i guess talk or interview um they were like i guess the interviewer asked antonio what do you do if uh you're on two goals and somebody else gets a pen or like yeah and then antonio said you know if 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 a teammate is on is on two goals and they and we get a penalty like I feel like there's this unwritten rule that among the players that you just give the penalty to the player to get their hat trick and then Wilson's like no 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 I'm getting I'm getting the ball um you're not going from two to three goals I'm going from zero goals to one
0: goal which is
1: just interesting
0: yeah yeah you know I've always found it a bit strange the fascination with the hat trick and it's it's not just a soccer thing I mean in in a lot of different sports you know the three goals the three whatever it's a big mm. thing. And you know it definitely is interesting that you know players are willing to take a small risk to their team just to give something to their to their teammates to help them get that objective, you know
1: that is quite curious. Why the number three? I don't know something to to chew on,
0: yeah, I think maybe we should uh, move on sure. to a uh, trio of uh relegation scraps mm. that produced a lot of fireworks a lot of goals a lot of championship level defending <laughs> um so it was fulham beat leicester 5-3 everton somehow beat brighton 5-1 mm. and Nottingham forest beat southampton
1: 4-3 let's start with probably the most surprising one the result i would say which is everton 5 brighton 1
0: yeah i mean what happened Yeah, I mean, that's just not the Brighton we're accustomed to seeing at all, is it? I mean, they look tired, disjointed, incoherent in attack. Mm. I mean, yeah. I I think I'd rather just give credit to Everton Mm -hmm. for getting a massive result for their their Premier League future. But, I mean, Brighton certainly were surprisingly awful.
1: Yeah, I don't really know what happened. Maybe the games have been catching up on them. I don't know, because... Deserby has been rotating actually quite quite a bit of late, so I don't know if we can pin it to that either. But he 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 did say that uh, this weekend against Arsenal, quote, uh, people are going to see the real Brighton. So, all right, well, we'll see what that means. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so Dwight McNeil um, though, 21 points.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, Fulham five Leicester three. Mm. Big takeaways from that. I mean, Fulham. I mean, I think they were they were the first team. That people started to say we're on the beach.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say. But of yeah. late,
0: they haven't looked bad.
1: No, not at all. I think what Fulham do is Fulham have nailed down the fundamentals of the sport very well. Um, and and Leicester, I don't I no, I, I really wouldn't say so. They 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 uh, do remind me of that. Uh, you've seen that drawing of the horse split into yeah, three yeah, parts? Yeah. yeah. The the defense is. Uh, they they don't really defend. No, no, they don't. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I mean, I think Leicester maybe are one team that a lot of FPL managers are potentially looking towards to get some offensive differentials in attack, just because I mean they do have. I mean Madison, yeah, Barnes, even Vardy when he's called upon can do a job, mm-hmm. but. I mean, their defense is just
1: awful. Yeah, I mean, in terms of attack, Vardy. I mean, he missed a pen, didn't he? Uh, but he scored two in the in the two games previously. And Madison I thought Madison missed the pen, but I'm not sure. No, Vardy missed the pen in against uh, Fulham, and Madison missed the pen earlier in oh. the previous game. Yeah, but I just who do they play? They play oh, they play Liverpool, Liverpool Newcastle, and West Ham. I just yeah, maybe maybe last week. See where they're at, but not very attractive to me. Yeah, that's fair.
0: That's fair. I mean, do you give any credence to the idea of these these teams, you know, fighting tooth and nail for their survival, and maybe that'll, you know, uh, give the FPL players an edge?
1: I don't know if I buy that. I, like, I, I just don't think... The substance is not there is what I'll say,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think the to me it it almost just relies this this idea that they haven't been trying that hard for the rest of the season, <laughs> and I mean, that's just not true, you know right I mean we we know these players from the first game week to the last are given they're all, mm-hmm. so I just don't really see how realistic it is that they, they just they just find this extra gear. Yeah, all of a sudden, I agree with that when forty percent of their wages are in danger.
1: Well, um Southampton, you know, certainly they tried
0: against Forest. Yeah. I mean that's that's one way to describe their season. They tried.
1: They did. They did. And honestly, their performances haven't been so shambolic all the time, right?
0: I, I would say that they're among the better twentieth place teams that we've seen in yeah. the recent history. Uh-huh. Then again. Still, just not quite good enough. Yeah, Forest though, picking up some form, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I mean, all right. So just looking, you know, at a the relegation battle on a large. Yeah. Level. I, th- I think Southampton are, are down. Everyone seems to know that. And then, I mean, the other two, it seems very up in the air between, uh, Everton, Leicester. Yeah. First and uh, and Leeds. Yeah. So, I th- I think really anything can happen.
1: And I think um, a couple of those teams, let me just take a look. A couple of those teams play, yeah, Leeds and Leicester both play, ooh, I think they both play, yeah, they both play Newcastle and West Ham. So it kind of is in their hands, really. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Predictions?
0: If I, If I had to name the two teams out of those four that were going down, I I hate to say it. I don't think Big Sam's gonna do enough for Leeds. Oh, I I just don't think the players are good enough, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's no knock on on Big Sam, but he's not working with a lot there. Um, mm-hmm. and I also think the Forest just aren't a good enough team to Ooh. really survive in the Prem. Okay. I, I think it's a great story, but I th- I think I think Everton Leicester are just a little bit better. All right, time will tell. I think.
1: Uh, oh, I don't know. Everton, Everton are going to do it. They're going to do it. Uh, I think Leicester leads
0: as is. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, yeah, it, I mean, if, if, you know, none of the teams are able to get that big result, then, which, you know, is very possible. Mm. Then yeah, I could I could certainly see that happen. I, I just think that over these last few games, when you know, all is pretty much even, you know. I mean, you know, Forrest are three points ahead, Everton or two points ahead. Yeah. But even still, I mean, it's pretty close. I, I think that the better teams will find a way. From That's an me. FPL yeah. To me, Everton and Lester are those better teams.
1: All right. From an FPL perspective, though, is there anyone from from these, you know? these teams scrapping for survival that you're looking at
0: i mean we mentioned madison you might be the only one yeah um i like the idea of a a calvert but i also really don't uh i i yeah i'm not so sure about that one yeah so i i I just think that there are enough good players with good fixtures even you know double game weeks that needs to take these risks
1: Mm mm-hmm Okay, right, moving on to the dilemma deliberations. So, the talk of the game week has been the Newcastle boys. They do have uh, quite an enticing uh, two set of, uh, set of fixtures at least from an attacking perspective. They play uh, Leeds and and Brighton. So, you know, the the question of the week is Isak or Wilson or
0: both? Yeah. I mean, I think the debate and it's it's a reasonably complex one, but it it can be boiled down fairly simply into yep. you know explosive versus the 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 security of you know high expected minutes. Yep. Because I think Isak, you know, if only one of them's gonna start, it's gonna be him. Is yeah, that's the indication that we've gotten. Um but Wilson, I mean, in the minutes he's gotten, I think last game week he put up about two and a half XG in forty five minutes. Oh wow. And when both of them are playing, it seems like he's really the one, you know, playing through the middle. And then Isaac's es- pushed out into the link.
1: Yeah, you've said pretty much what I wanted to say about that. Um, yeah, when, when when Wilson plays, he kind of, he becomes the the focal point. He becomes the, the Holland figure. Um, and Isaac and gets a little bit more isolated on the left-hand side. But, you know, Wilson has started, what, one to three out of his last eight games, which I I do think is, is quite concerning.
0: Sure, sure. And yeah, I, I understand that you know it, it's hard to really, you know, back the player that, you know, just isn't guaranteed anything. Because I mean it almost feels like, you know, the best case scenario for Wilson isn't that much greater than the worst case scenario for Isak. Hmm.
1: You know?
0: Just because you, you just know that Isak's probably going to be getting, you know. I, I would be surprised if he gets lower than, you know, 145 minutes or so. Ooh. Yeah, I guess Wilson probably somewhere in the 100, 110 range. If he got if he got around 90, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Oh, And at that point, nice. that's just a single game week, you know. Hmm.
1: Well, he's also on pens. Uh, you heard what I said he earlier is. about that. Yeah. yeah, and he's not giving it away. So. No, he's not. Mm, yeah. I don't know. What do you think Newcastle's ideal front three is right now? Because there's there's quite a bit of competition with Sam Maxman coming back and yeah, back.
0: Um, I mean Alman's had a nice season. He had that, you know, that that miracle stretch yeah. right before the World Cup that has, you know, somewhat petered out. But he's still an option. Sam Max I think uh we I think everyone, you know, wishes that he was something more than he is. Mm-hmm. But even even as he is, he's still not you know an awful option. He'll certainly for minutes. Um, Jewellinson at times plays in that left wing, even though you know recently is more of a midfielder. Jacob Murphy is in the conversation as well. I'm actually I'm looking
1: at Murphy because I'm I'm trying to upgrade uh, Sam Greenwood to either Isaac or
0: Wilson and downgrade Grealish to to Murphy. What do you think about that? Um, I mean, if you have space, you know, just in terms of like you know, three new castle players. I think it's definitely an interesting idea. I mean I I think Grealish, I think people may have been a little bit too panicked about his one benching. Um I mean it's true that he's probably gonna play nine another ninety minutes against Madrid, which does concern me for, you know, this upcoming week. So maybe it isn't the worst idea.
1: Yeah. I don't it's Partly the benching, and also partly just—I think I—we all got kind of excited when he got those 12, two 12 pointers in a row. But now I'm just realizing that Holland really is, other than maybe De Bruyne, Holland is just like just the best city attacker, and he—he's such a magnet that it kind of inherently makes the other attackers not so good. So,
0: yeah, that's that's maybe fair. I mean, for—I mean, for a while, I think Realish has been maybe not you know adding to to holland but at least you know if he's the one assisting holland then he's getting a piece of that pie but maybe maybe you know he's almost just you know the son that just outsigns his uh his fellow stars <laughs>
1: yeah. interesting perhaps so uh if you were to to rank uh a
0: newcastle triple up how would you do it yeah um I mean, if, if I, you know, just had a clean slate and could take any three Newcastle players, I would probably go Isak Wilson and Trippier. Mm-hmm. Just go double up and attack. Yeah. Um. You know, I think it, it really feels like at least one of them is going to have a really nice week. I want to just get both if, you know, that's within your capacity. Right. I think, you know, on the back end, you definitely need one, one defender. And I mean, that should be Trippier. I think, I mean, Newcastle haven't kept a clean sheet in a while, but their expected numbers really aren't that awful. I think they've been pretty unlucky. Um, And I'd expect that to turn around. And Trippier, either way, is a bonus by Magnet. He's on set pieces. So I think he has to be locked. And then, I guess, you know, assuming that you're going to have at least one striker and Trippier, then you'd either go for the second striker, another defender like Cher. I think Pope is maybe not the best option there there's just too many other good options and in mm-hmm. goal as well you can go with someone like keppa who i think is you know a cheaper more efficient option mm-hmm. um and then i guess you could go for a midfielder you mentioned murphy but i mean what well, what would draw you to murphy over over a second defender
1: well i actually don't have a single Newcastle defender yeah. that's that's the news of the day yeah and i I think I'm going to go into this week without a Newcastle defender, because um, well, this is very team specific, but I have Kane and Holland up front, and I have Greenwood as my third guy, and I don't really want to downgrade either Kane or, uh, yeah, I don't want to downgrade Kane, and Holland, of course, yeah. is staying, yeah. so in order to fund Greenwood to Wilson or Isaac, I need like 2.5 million, and I'm not, I, I'm just not going to downgrade Trent to anyone, um, and and Grealish is, you know, where I can sift some some money away, so,
0: yeah, yeah yeah that's that's fair i i guess are you concerned at all
1: i i am a little bit concerned yes because uh i think almost Trippier's eo is probably going to be like like what 95 maybe even 100 it's
0: not impossible it's over 100
1: yeah so that's a bit terrifying and and i think you know a couple teams have have to double up so Concern yes, but realistically, do I actually see Newcastle keeping two clean sheets? I don't think so,
0: or even one. I mean, I think I think the odds are in their favor of getting at least one. And then you're you know for so for these defenders, all right. So let's say they get you know, you know they play the ninety minutes in each. They have yeah. one clean sheet, maybe they get a couple bonus for that. That's putting them at around, you know, 10 points or so. And then especially with Trippier, you know, there's definitely a threat of attacking returns. Yeah. Um, and I would say Cher too, you know, he can definitely score some headers.
1: Cher's, um, Cher's numbers have been really good. He's He hasn't scored this season, but I think he has an XG of like a four.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say he's due, but he's definitely a goal threat.
1: Mm-hmm. What about if I did Greenwood to 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 Wilson and uh, Trent to someone like Dan Byrne to cover the Newcastle defense? And that segues into our next question, which is, uh, is it is it too late to get Trent at this point?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know Trippier is obviously the Newcastle defender you want, but if you're feeling concerned about that and those clean sheets, then getting someone like Sharon Byrne isn't the worst idea.
1: Yeah, so about Trent. Uh, if you don't have him yet, has uh, you know, in your words, has has the window closed?
0: I think it has, to be honest. Oh, and that's really nothing against Trent, really, really, because I mean he's playing a more advanced role and he's been absolutely excellent. Yeah, but I think given the fact that you know there's so many double games coming up, um, and you know. I mean, I think as it is, people are you know have benching dilemmas, and we will talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you might have you know a Brighton defender, a couple Newcastle defenders, and I mean, it it just feels like at this point, despite the fact that Trent is you know a great great asset, there are cheaper better ways to turn.
1: I guess I don't know if I agree with that because. Well, as you say, Trent has been such an incredible asset, and why would we say no to such an incredible asset? Uh, he's, you know, produced so many assists of late, and I think we really have, you know, see, seen the return of of Trent from the the, the eighteen, nineteen, nineteen, twenty seasons. In particular, uh, in in nineteen twenty, I remember that twenty four pointer against Leicester away, which is his upcoming fixture this week, and i wouldn't be surprised if he pulled off something similar and you know a lot of the times i wouldn't be surprised if he outscored um doublers
0: well look i I wouldn't be surprised that's fair i mean he's definitely capable of getting you know 12 pointers at least but to me it just feels like chasing last week's points you know he has gotten these great returns but if you think about you know you don't have him now if you if you don't have him now and you're also weighing all these other transfers, especially, you know, in these upcoming game weeks, there are going to be so many doubles. Um, you, you know, there are just so many places you want, might want to allocate your money. In game week 38, maybe in game week 38, that would be a different story. But it just feels like for game week 36, 37, it's, it's just a better idea to maximize the fixtures you have instead of chasing trend.
1: Numeric, just in terms of purely numerically,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know. Leicester away and 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 Villa at home. That's, well, I mean, why shouldn't that be part of your priority transfers in?
0: I mean, it's 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 definitely easy to to imagine a world where you know Trent Banks in both of those. Yeah, I don't think anyone would really be surprised. But if you just think about you know the way this game works, Mm. the numbers. I mean. Getting a defender and these Brighton Newcastle defenders aren't bad, you know. I think they have reasonably good clean sheet opportunities, at the very least. Um, you know, some attacking threat too. Just the opportunity to get you know two of those clean sheets versus you know the one from Trent. I mean, it's it's not impossible. It's also not impossible to see a scenario, you know, away at Leicester where you know 89th minute Vardy scores makes it one nil. Sure, you know. Sure, sure. And that, that is also in the realm of possibility. And in that case, you've gotten two points. Yeah. And then maybe the Newcastle Bride and, you know they get 10, 15 points.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, game of fine margins. That's that's the line that you have to walk when you play this game.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All
1: right, let's let's move on to our last dilemma deliberation, which is uh, about benching dilemmas in general, because um a lot of a lot of teams have been uh, gearing up for the final few weeks, um, and uh, many teams have have eight attackers. Either that, or they have some some defender dilemmas with Estupinian and, and Trent and and whatnot. So let's let's perhaps go through all of the ones that may be on the brink of of getting benched um, for some managers and, and and rank them.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so I think I think. Just by the very unscientific process of scrolling people through uh, people's teams on Twitter, it seems like there are a bunch of uh, players that kind of seem like they're, you know on the on the brink on the cusp for a lot of managers. Uh, we mentioned Trent, um you know, especially when compared to all these uh, doubling defenders. Grealish is another one, the Brighton Boys, uh, Duncan uh Sharon Botman from Newcastle, and uh, Shaw. I think
1: you can't bench Trent.
0: I, I think that's fair. If I if I had Trent, I wouldn't be benching him, most likely.
1: Well, now what if you had to play Trent or Estupinia?
0: If if I mean, I think you know we've established where we stand there. I would always go with the double, the double. Oh always fascinating
1: I don't I don't know if I, I, I mean down plays Arsenal and Newcastle away do you really see a clean sheet in, in either of those
0: I mean I think in each individual game the odds are against it I'll concede that but I think it's it's just the power of the double game league I mean it's there are just so many opportunities you know
1: surely there's some bias there you're you say you sound like you're making like a like a gestalt out of I don't I don't know. I don't know if there's I don't know if I believe that.
0: I don't know. I, I just think that I mean, you know, Trent, how many points is he averaging? It, it can't be more than like five a game. Okay. And, you know, stupid stupid, young, I'm pulling up right now. He's been averaging three and a half a game. hmm And, you know, ob- obviously there's there's more to it than just taking their per game averages. But, you know, I mean that that would project him for about seven points at least, mm. and I mean, there's just so much more margin for error, and also so much more upside
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you just pick the guy who fixtures, even if they're not as good.
1: I can see that argument. Yeah, I guess. But um, you mentioned Sharon Botman. I I don't think anybody's benching either of those, right?
0: I mean, if it was, for example, Share versus Stupinian. Mm
1: uh well i imagine most people are playing three at the back i'd i'd play yeah trent Trippier and best and oh yeah no that
0: is tough
1: mm, that is tough
0: i'll say this i benched share last week mm-hmm. and he came back from the dead after grealish uh put up a zero miniter with mm-hmm. a minus two own goal the yellow card and two goals conceded. that's no nice. so, it was it was a tough one.
1: Maybe it's a premonition. Maybe. Well, yeah. speaking of Grealish zero pointers, I can certainly foresee one of those happening again.
0: I can see a one pointer. I think we'll get some minutes, but mm. maybe about thirty.
1: I think I can you can safely bench Grealish.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it just feels like I mean there's just so much upside for Everton away, don't you think?
1: Ah, uh, well, you Everton away. Everton were away at uh, Brighton last week, and look what happened.
0: Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Uh, I think the last person, last player not to touch on Shaw. I think he's very benchable. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Well, I actually do quite foresee a, a clean sheet, but um, I guess the odds of him getting his ceiling is not that high, so I'd be yep. okay with putting him,
0: yeah, yeah. on the bench. <laughs> So let's move on to captaincy, shall we? I think, you know, this might be one of the more open weeks we've seen in a while. You know, given the the combination of, you know, pretty good double game players, you know, Holland and Salah with great fixtures. I think there's a lot of room for for uh, some tinkering here, don't you think? You're absolutely right.
1: Well, to start things off with, with Holland, you think he's starting?
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. If I had to put my money on uh, on whether to be starting, I would say yes, but only slightly. I think, I mean, you know, City do need to win these games. Um, I I certainly don't see him, you know, lasting through the ninety. I think he might only get around forty five. Mm. That's just since Alvarez is. He's definitely proven proved himself capable.
1: Yeah, well, I think last week a lot of a lot of managers didn't anticipate Holland making it to ninety either, but. Didn't didn't game, make the difference. game wasn't get ra- didn't get wrapped up and and he stayed on, yeah yeah. By the way, he was kind of he missed he missed like what six big chances in that game.
0: He put up well over one xg. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, now, what we've been accustomed to seeing, maybe you know, he had a two, too few too many beers after his celebrations over oh, the goal scoring record.
1: He actually has missed the broken the record he, he's broken another record he's uh he's now the player with the most big chances missed in a premier league season
0: i did see that yeah, yeah. so it so works
1: yeah no it is he's um <sighs> yeah i mean you don't really get frustrated with him because no, no, he puts on many away but he does not, miss the most, not the most clinical
0: well i mean i like think he is I mean, he quite literally is the most clinical, thirty-five goals. But you know, what it, I mean. it goes to show that even the best of us make make mistakes. I'm
1: okay with that statement. Yeah, okay, right. I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, so naturally, I think most people will gravitate towards Isak or Wilson, right?
0: I think so. I mean, you know, there's a big, big, flashy differential. Um, you know, I think people definitely would rather captain you know, forwards over defenders, for example.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they really seem to be the among the double-gaming players, the, the highest upside. Yeah.
1: And I guess uh, we've talked about just Izak and Tribier as options, but does, does the prospect of captaining either of them change uh, your perception of either of them?
0: I mean, I'm not sure. I don't you, think do so. You get
1: what I mean? Like, if you can only buy one of them, um, with it, with the mind of capturing them, does that
0: change your opinion? I think it shouldn't. Uh huh. I think maybe I, I don't know if this is you know good decision making or not. It pr- probably leans me towards the safer one to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because I I, mean, I I think either way they are. You know, maybe not differentials, but they're still like, you know, ex- explosive options. And I really don't want my captain to get, you know, you know, three or four points. So does yeah. it does, does lean me towards ESAC.
1: Yeah, you're just giving yourself a bit more of that buffer.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm.
1: All right, and let's see. Trip, would you would you consider Trippier at all?
0: I would consider Trippier from uh you know 15 weeks ago but i feel like i don't know if it's you know he's lost it or newcastle lost it but it, it just doesn't seem like he's the clean sheet bonus point magnet anymore right
1: yeah it's just it's just not a safe thing to do yeah yeah,
0: yeah. you know I'm, I'm definitely fine starting him and you know doing so confidently but i think captaincy is just a bit of a stretch
1: and, for, what about Matoma? What about Matoma?
0: Yeah, I think I don't know. I mean, Matoma, his his whole thing almost is that he's the he's the clinical one. Yeah, you know, passes the eye test, doesn't put up the best numbers, but you know he's he's the one that actually makes things happen on the pitch. But it does feel like you know of late he's been a bit uh, you know profligate with his chances. He mm-hmm. hasn't had that clinical edge. Mm-hmm. and you know that, that does definitely does turn me off player like him yeah
1: and lastly Salah any any well it, it is no I, I mean I don't think anyone is, is going to touch,
0: touch I don't think so I mean you know personally I mean we've already discussed my double gaming philosophies mm, yeah and for me that's just what it comes down to you know I
1: understand the allure
0: I mean for me it's not even allure. I I think almost the allure is, you know, the big single game league players. I think it's just the the safety in numbers almost.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. Well, Salah is, is coming up against uh what's his is it what's Lester's left back? Victor Christensen?
0: He's going against Vos Fies.
1: And oh yeah. And was, his... was
0: he not the one that scored two own goals in the reverse fixture?
1: He was. He was. Hmm
0: some something to think about Mm -hmm. who are you going for I
1: am I think I'm going for whichever one of the Newcastle strikers I bring in and I only have room for one and I'm going to be torn about which one I bring in but I also think since it's um you know if we were looking at a 10 game week stretch Isaac would probably be much more attractive to me but since it's only three games and I'm not necessarily dependent on Wilson's. I, I would be fine with benching him. Um, I
0: think I'm leaning Wilson at this moment. That's interesting. I mean, do you think it should matter whether or not you're looking to, you know, maintain your rank or make up some rank? Hmm.
1: Well, Isaac, let me check their ownership. Isaac is at, Isaac is at uh, thirteen. Wilson's at ten. But in terms of transfers in the past two weeks, both uh, Wilson is, is about a couple hundred thousand more. So, EO wise, I think Isaac probably about a hundred, maybe a bit more than a hundred. Wilson may, might hover around 70, 80 would be my yeah. guess. So, you know, I guess there's 50, 60% margin in between them. But in terms of rank protection, I think it's kind of silly to be thinking about that. I think every week you should just be looking to maximize yeah. your points. I agree with
0: that. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what about you? Who are you going for?
0: Uh, I mean, I I think, I think I'm going attack. Mm. You know, just once again, it's it's a numbers game. Just getting more minutes. That's just how. That's my personal philosophy, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Wilson, I I do understand the appeal, because you know. When they are together, he is the the main man, the one that gets the better chances, the one that takes the pens. So, but I, I just can't commit to, you know, captaining and you know bringing in and most likely captaining someone who might not even start the first game. Sure. All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode of the FPL Fortress. There's there's a lot going on. I think we're really reaching the, the business end of the season. So it's a good time when, you know, there are all these double game weeks coming about. Uh, I think we've got, you know, four more teams next week. And certainly I think, you know, our transfer strategy should try to reflect that as best it can, even though, of course, this week's the priority. Um, but yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I I don't know if I reached any conclusions for my own team after this episode but I've got one more day to, to ponder about it and uh all oh, the Newcastle game is the the first fixture so hopefully we get some leaks and uh, maybe maybe that'll yeah confirm some things in my head but uh, I think it's been helpful in in uh you know at least talking out my thoughts and I, I hope that uh we hope here at the fortress hope that it's been helpful to you the listener as well and uh, wishing everyone a healthy green Arrow